Good morning, family. This is Pastor John, just reading the Word. Today we're in Mark chapter 15, moving into the last hours, the last day of Jesus as the manifestation of God as a human being. He will soon be crucified, buried, and resurrected. So, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray that we be inspired to make application of your word today. And I love and thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 15. Very clearly in the morning, very early in the morning, the leading priests and elders and the teachers of religious law, the entire high council, met to discuss their next step. They bound Jesus led him away and took him to Pilate, the Roman governor. Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus replied, You have said it. Then the leading priests kept accusing him of many crimes. And Pilate asked him, Aren't you going to answer them? What about all these charges they are bringing against you? But Jesus said nothing, much to Pilate's surprise. Now, it was the governor's custom each year during the Passover celebration to release one prisoner, anyone the people requested. One of the prisoners at that time was Barabbas, a revolutionary who had committed murder in an uprising. The crowd went to Pilate and asked him to release a prisoner as usual. Would you like me to release to you this king of the Jews? Pilate asked. For he, uh, for he realized by now that the leading priest had arrested Jesus out of envy. But at this point, the leading priest stirred up the crowd to demand the release of Barabbas instead of Jesus. Pilate asked them, Then what should I do with this man you call the king of the Jews? And they shouted back, Crucify him. Why, Pilate demanded, what crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder, crucify him. So to pacify the crowd, the Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip and then turned over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. The soldiers took Jesus into the courtyard of the governor's headquarters called the Praetorium, and he called out the entire regiment. They dressed him in purple robe. They wove thorn branches into a crown, put it on his head. Then they saluted him and taunted him. Hail the king of the Jews. And they struck him on the head with a reed stick. They spit on him and dropped to their knees in mock worship. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. A passerby named Simeon, who was from Cyrene, was coming in from the countryside just then 
And the soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. Simeon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. And they brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. And they offered him wine, drugged with myrrh, but he refused it. Then the soldiers nailed him to the cross. They divided his clothes and threw dice to decide who would get each piece. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. A sign announced the charge against him. It read, King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Ha, look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests and teachers of religious law also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they shouted. But he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down from the cross so we can see it and believe it. Even the men who were crucified with Jesus ridiculed him. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. Then, th- at, then at three o'clock, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sebectene, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour rind, holding it up to him on a reed stick so that he could drink. Wait, he said. Let's see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last breath. And the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the Roman officers who stood facing him saw how that he had died, he exclaimed, This man truly was the Son of God. Some women were there, watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Younger and of Joseph, and Salome. They had been followers of Jesus and had cared for him while he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come with him to Jerusalem were also there. All this happened on Friday, the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath, as evening approached, 
Joseph of Arimathea took a risk and went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Joseph was an honored member of the high council and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Pilate couldn't believe that Jesus was already dead, so he called for the Roman soldiers and asked if he had died yet. The officer confirmed that Jesus was dead, so Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Joseph bought a long sheet of linen cloth. Then he took Jesus' body down from the cross, wrapped it in the cloth, and laid it in a tomb that had been carved out of a rock. Then he rolled a stone in front of the entrance. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where Jesus' body lie. Well, Father, such a tragic ending to this chapter. Indeed, the Messiah, the King of the Jews, is dead. And Father, I pray that we will recognize the severity of sin in this world that causes death, that Christ, who had no sin, was crucified, died for the sins of everyone else. It's tragic, Jesus, at the end of this chapter, but I thank you, knowing what comes next. I love you, Lord. I thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen.